Hello and welcome to Chicken Tendies, a podcast so free of chicken content you can even recommend it to your vegan friends without feeling bad. And you know, on, on that truly wonderful note, one of my hosts is hiding, the other one's big fan. Well, let's get into the episode. Tara, how are you doing? Wanna introduce us to yourself? You have some big things happening. Hey y'all, it's Tara. I'm back. Um I just got back from Buffalo's preseason training camp. So I'm currently repping their hoodie. Um very excited to be here. My name's Tara. And I'm a bully. Right. Jay, do you have any thoughts this week? It's a really nice hoodie. I have so many thoughts this week. That's going to be a very thoughtful episode. All the thoughts? No the thoughts? I don't have any thoughts this week. Tara, thoughts? Yes, no? I'll have some thoughts for sure. Right. And on that note, let's get into the podcast. Jay, you you want to start us off? Yeah. So I'll explain why we had posted, uh, uh, we're recording episode three thing, and then we didn't post episode three. And that is because immediately after we recorded that episode, the schedule came out and made half of what we were saying obsolete. And then while we were editing, uh, PHF Future Considerations dropped their podcast and said the other half of what we were saying. So you guys over there at that podcast has some truly excellent content, shall I say, about half truly excellent content. So now we're going to, we have all sorts of new news after the training camps. Lots of things have happened in this past week. So episode three take two let's go i noticed that boston just signed a player is that wait another one they don't they've done more guys there's an episode plan it's in there okay the most important news was Hera being on the new team so that's that okay so a lot of change in this offseason lots of players moving lots of teams moving I've organized them in order from most from least change to most change. What is your that definition of change? Like physical buildings or like, you know, emotional change? That's a great question, Core. Let's dive right in. To the whale, dive like a whale, as whales do. So Connecticut, this offseason, didn't change much. They kept the same front office. If 19 player signings have been announced, expecting two more, and they kept 16 players. Um, or expecting a few more returning players. So they basically just had no turnover compared to the other team. They even kept most of their captains. The new players they did get are really good. So they're just going to run it back, which is something that PHF Future Consideration said, but I wrote it first. When you have a top place team like Connecticut, you uh, you hang on to it as much as you can. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. So they do have a new rink. Um, they do have new jerseys. I know we had some I, thoughts I about th- their new jerseys. I don't like them. They're, they're not pretty. Um, what is that striping pattern? Why does it look like you're wearing a penny for soccer practice and then you have stripes on your... Just, I, I don't like them. What would you do differently if you were designing them? Um, so if we want to keep the same shoulders and stripes, they have the shoulders kind of a yoke across the shoulders going all the way down to the sleeves with the stripes on the sleeves. I think, well, perf- I would have kept the same jersey as before. Uh, I really like that. Or use their jersey from maybe season... Um, I have all the Connecticut Whale jerseys, a picture of them, thanks to a Shannon Turner. She's, you know, great. She was happy to send me pictures of them. And I think I really like what year four did, but maybe it's just really a classic Whale jersey. But what if you take the same striping from this year's jersey and put it on that? Just like clean striping and no need for the extra white bits. It looks like a Winnipeg's Jets jersey, but worse stylistically, because I don't like what the Jets do with like the yoke and stuff. It's like my least favorite style of hockey jersey. It's a resounding negative. Yeah, is that like a universal thought, or is that just a you feeling like it's like bulky? 
I think that might be a me thought. I haven't really seen many people talk about the whale jersey. It just, I think we'll see more talk about it when the season really starts. But I can always ask my one other friend with jersey opinions whose jersey opinions rarely match up with mine what she thinks about it and we can report back yeah let's get some data points on that see what the uh, people are thinking we, we can run a poll maybe as far as yolks go i'm not a connoisseur but the flyers did something like that last season for the retros i wasn't a fan of it i do think i agree it looks kind of bulky last season's jerseys were really cool they had the wave on the bottom they had the whale tails on the sleeves it was really fun and unique and I think they were the best jerseys Connecticut had. So when they said they were doing new jerseys, I thought, oh, maybe a third. I was not particularly happy with what resulted. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's just not good. <laughs> well, damned with faint praise, I think. Core doesn't hold back. They're always telling us exactly, exactly the thoughts. No sugarcoating over there. I, I definitely probably showed you some sugarcoating uh, with my opinions, <laughs> but I don't. Well, speaking of not sugarcoating, uh, moving on to Boston, the team with the next least change this offseason. So we don't officially know a lot about how much has changed on Boston because as including today's release of the new signing, goalie, expecting some happy faces there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so 13 officially announced signings. Um, and they're playing a game today against Northeastern. And we only know 13 people officially on their team. So that's kind of the Boston Pride's media, the social media has been low key awful, like since the end of the last regular season, at least. Um, so I'm hoping that one of the to be announced signings is a funded and competent social media position. We'll see. But luckily, the head coach tweeted out the lines for today's game so we know a lot more of the players on the team than we did before so they're just they're just not playing 13 skaters the way my hockey team normally does according <laughs> to my coach 11 is the worst number of skaters to have for a team but if you get 13 that's great it's also because my team's a town league team and no one always shows up because they have select teams but that's beside the point i think they just should have ran with the 13 players they had not spoiled anything the chaos would have been unmatched that would have been absolute chaos I thought it was a tactic, like a, like um, to keep people engaged. They they don't give a lot on social media. They kind of they 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 tease you with it. Is that is that the case, or is it truly I just? I think so. Yeah. Also, like, the very game optimistic. Is, I would have liked to be able to go to the game, but also it is on the Cape, and that's well, it's a miles away. It's like with traffic, like an hour and a half at least. Don't tell me that because I'm planning to go to the game the Riveters and the Pride are going to play at the Cape preseason. We played them last year at the Cape and it was it was so pretty by the water. We stayed at this hotel. I've never been to the Cape. That's like a very odd thing for someone to do, especially from where I'm from. Like a lot of my friends, oh, their grandparents have houses on the Cape or, you know, the whole family goes, no, I've never been. Not even like for a day trip. The big topic of discussion last year at the Cape was all those shark sightings. Oh, boy. So climate aware. change, guys. Yeah, climate change, big subject no. on Jack and Tenny's podcast. It also means that no, the reason why there's so many sharks is seals were finally back in Boston Harbor because pollution has gone down, and they're actually doing responsible fishing. That's why the sharks were there because the seals were there, like they have been traditionally. Woot. Okay, so it has nothing positive, to do with changing weather patterns and climate change. <laughs> okay, it's just climate uh, change in the right direction. Woo! We love that. Yeah, super hockey related. We are expecting the Pride to actually eventually field a full roster. Um, we're expecting Maybe. 12 returning. We'll see. Like, who knows at this point? We are expecting 12 returning players out of 21-ish, including all their captains. In this moment, 
of not sugarcoating things, I have a request. If anybody from the Pride happens to listen to this podcast, I'm trying to get my mom to like remember what the P and H and F stand for. It would really help if we knew if the one player whose name she actually knows, which is Katie Burt, if we were know if she were signed officially. There's six weeks to the season. I was gonna get her a jersey this season. It takes a while for the merch to get to you. If you're hearing this pride, let us know who is on your team officially. Like, do it. It's time. Okay, they uh, have the same front office. They're in the same rank, which can hold 700 people. It's a very nice rank, as Core attests. Big fan of the rink. The ice is so nice. It's really good ice. The first time I ever saw Core was at that rink. I was it was a very was big stands. We had a moment. There was uh, definitely a moment. The sun was in my eyes the, during the moment, so it was a uh, not a great less moment, of a. But- Less of a moment for you, more of a moment for me. But that's okay. it was absolutely more of a moment for you. I really need to, you know, maybe next time if you're there in Boston, I'll wear my butte sweater, the one I knit myself. I can, you know, maybe I'll, you know, embroider on some letters that say Hoffman on the back. It'll be great. That would be a big moment for me. That's so sweet. Oh, I was about to say that I think they should get out of that rink, but now I feel like I can't say that. It's such a nice rink. Like, it's the, I, I have a goalie camp on it, and ice is probably the best I've like played on. Yeah, I I mean, like admittedly. Um, town rinks in my area, um, they're there. There's a rink in every other town, but that doesn't mean the rink in every town is a good rink. The ice at Warrior, well, it's the next it's level crisp. of ice. It's, it's good ice. I think they have a really good cooling system. Yeah. <laughs> I can't comment on the cooling system, but it only has it only has room for 700 people. And the Pride are bring. they have two wins in a row. They're putting together this all-star team they should not be able to put together. Um, they're they're going to fill out the stands and they need to, you know, it's it's time to leave the nest, or in the next few years, maybe. Where would they go Somewhere. to? That, that's the question. I don't know. That's a question for somebody who's getting paid to answer it. We're just posing the question. Oh, yeah, the other thing is, so last season, the Pride had their two jerseys and no special event jerseys, no alternate. I really hope they do an alternate jersey. You know, Pride, I'm available. Um, I'm a local artist. People love working with <laughs> artists. Um, I'll design you something, and it'll be pretty. Maybe we can put the Zakem Bridge on it. That, that's a good my pitch for the Pride. It's, it's a good pitch. Tara, do you think it's a good pitch? I support it. Boston Pride announced the signing of Core to a third jersey challenge. All right, speaking of teams that only have two official jerseys. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Going to Buffalo only has two official jerseys, but I think they're going to give us the Heritage Classic jersey as their alternate. It is on the merch website. You can't buy it, but it's there. Is that the um, the one that they wore in the outdoor game? Yes, yes. yes. I, I like think that Gary, you should find someone on Buttes, you know, since you're, you you know them, you should like, that could be your whole thing. You could be our Buttes insider for us. You can like ask questions, you know, okay. since you're a player, you clearly won't, I don't know, spread the information anywhere. Tell us what they're going to do for the power play this season. <laughs> we need all the power play details. Breaking out. news right here. Oh, lips are sealed. Damn. All right. Buffalo, big news. They have their logo at Center Ice. And uh, as yet unknown power play, we have big, big stuff. There will be a power play. Are you going to be a skater on that power play, Tara? <laughs> yep, I'll be skating out on the power play. You just watch. Breaking news. You heard it here first, folks. Big uh, news. Yeah, so I they're play any position, really. Throw me in whatever. I believe it. You seem like the type. So Buffalo has 10 returning players of 21, along with some pretty cool practice players, I would say. I think uh, they're the coolest practice player in the league. Amy like, Buddy? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, we, we have another... We have another Buttes related piece of information. Tara has a doppelganger, or at least she does. Oh when it's my a god! Screenshot. Oh my god! I don't know. That's a 
I think we have like similar hair. Mine's a little bit longer. Your face, but like for some reason like that photo, like I can see it, but like the photo, before. like really. So we're talking about Cassidy Sauve, which who is a facial doppelganger for Tara. Like Tara's face is a little each other. Office meme, they're the same photo. I'll, I'll make that happen. But Tara's face is just like that little bit wider than hers. Other than I, that, they're literally the same. I still think you were lying to us and that you just put on a number 32 jersey and then we're like, it's not me. And then powder up my whole pad black. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that would take uh, a lot of powder up. Or you could have borrowed her pads for the picture, you know, to try to mess with us. It's, yeah, it's that's suspicious. what I'm doing. I'm trying to mess with you. <laughs> Succeeding. All right. So, Buffalo is this far down on the new change on the change of the offseason list because they lost like all of their captains. Um, so MJ Pelletier and Aaron Gahan retired. Carly Jackson signed in Toronto. Uh, Taylor Kersey apparently just didn't hear from Buffalo at all. And now the season is about to start and is not on a team. So that's weird. She's a big scorer, been captain for a bit, big face of the franchise been there a long time don't know what's up with that yeah so they have two remaining captains from last season which are dom kremer and cass binkle dom kremer has been named captain so we'll see what happens there not so much change but some change more change than other teams less change than some teams they're the uh, mean change yeah medium medium amount of change medium back buffalo kidding all right toronto the next team okay so this is should there should have been a lot of change they had reportedly had a new ownership group maybe so i was like i've never sold a pro sports team i was like well wait it takes there's lots of papers to sign i bet internet connections get funky you know but this signing this is, the sale was announced in march and it is currently the end of september and apparently it still has not been finalized so um what's up with that that's kind of weird. Huh. They have a new team president, new head coach, new coaching staff, uh, 11 returning players out of 21. And we still don't know who owns the team. Main point there. Do you don't think it's like, that. it's like shrouded in mystery because it's just three raccoons in a trench coat? Um, that, that is my working theory. Um, but, you know, as, as someone who also has admittedly never sold a professional sports team, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I imagine it's a long process. So I don't know. I don't know how exactly that works, but perhaps we'll hear soon. As long as they have a team and uh, and a coach, they're good to go, I think. Optimist, again. See, on the canned episode three, what was it? Corey, you were being pessimist and I was being realist. And we were like, let Tara come back and be... No, I was being the optimist. We were like, let Tara come back and be the realist. And now you're being so optimistic today. Okay. I Shaking things up. No, no, no. Well, this feels real. This, maybe my optimist, my real is just what you consider optimistic. Damn. Does that make me pessimist um, today? Well, no. Hey, that's that's my role. Um, okay, I come okay. from a long line of pessimists. I I am required <laughs> to do this. Wouldn't want to upset the family. <laughs> no, my grandmother would be so disappointed in me. She might even give me a compliment. She'd be that disappointed. You know, the backhanded <laughs> insult just wouldn't be fully there. I hear Cora's grandma was actually the original pessimist. Oh, oh, absolutely, she is. Um, she, I love my grandmother. She's great, but she does not give compliments without giving a little bit of um, an insult as well. She doesn't like my art because it's too realistic. She does impressionist stuff. That is a little bit of a compliment. Yeah. Like, wow, your also, art's so, like, real looking. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a, it's just, you know, just that's how a, you interpret it. That, that's how you're forced to interpret it. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sure she'd be proud of you. She is. She just doesn't like my art very much. Carrying on the legacy of pessimism. Well, I'm glad we each have a defined role. Whatever that may be. So important on a team to have defined roles. Oh, for sure. All right. Next, next team that has had a lot of changes since offseason, Minnesota, as they fully leave the era of, well, I was going to say fully leave the era of having Brutes on their team, but they just signed a different Brute. It's unrelated. So almost out of the Brute era, but not entirely. And also out of the Brute is the last um, name. uh, So Jack Brute was the founder of the Whitecaps and was the various positions, including head coach for a long time. Winnie Brute Brown, Chelsea Brute Rosenthal, been on the team for a very long time. They're both not coming back to the team this year. However, Sydney Brote, unrelated, uh, signed with them this year. So not quite free of the Brotes. The Brotes will come back when you think you when you think there aren't any Brotes. I don't know. That went off for a little bit. Too many Brotes. Few Brotes, too many. Too many Brotes. Too many Brotes. Well, they're down to one now, so I think it's, I think it's settled. Enough Brotes. One Brote right is enough. They also moved into a new rink. They have a new GM. Lots of new front office people. Brian Englehart's first season as the only head coach. New captains with Winnie retiring. Ali Thunstrom is signed with the Pride. They have six returning players currently announced, four more expected, which should be 10 of 20. We still haven't heard them having a full set of forwards. So another team that needs to release the white caps, release the waves. <laughs> I got to release the Lions. They had the their graphic, which was Lions in cages, and they were like, we're going to let them out. And now it's like, there's just not, a bunch of lines not still in cages. That yeah. they're, still, they're still hidden. You say they're still paying them? They're still hidden. I said they're still hidden. Oh my god. Not the paying the lions. What do you think Vaughn and Bride just has a bunch of lions on staff now? That would explain how that explains some things, I think. <laughs> what things? I'm trying to figure out how they are fitting things in the salary cap. The answer is they just went to the league with the lions and were like, what hey, you're gonna let us find who we want. Uh, apparently. Okay. Minnesota is going to have three jerseys this season, two of which were visible on their Instagram. Co-hosts, please scroll to the part of the document where I've included the picture of the Whitecaps jerseys and provide me with your commentary. Um, I would like credit for um, finding that Instagram story and sending it to you. You did. That credit goes to core. I like the coloring of the blue. I think it's really it's, sexy. It's not quite like a... It's not quite you're a 16, you're not allowed to say that. But it's not a royal either. It's like a, like a, what is it? Like a Colorado blue? I would I call know, it a not hockey blue. Because there's colors which are like hockey colors. Like the blue with the ribs. Yeah, the yeah. blue with the whale. Not the blue with the, the blue with the butte. Not a hockey blue. The blue with the Minnesota. Not a hockey blue. And I like that. They're changing things up. It's almost a baseball blue. It's visually stimulating. That's the what I would call it is I, I think they look nice. I think in context of a hockey jersey, I think they look boring as, what was the rating on this? Boring as heck. Are we allowed to say on this podcast? I think they're very boring looking. We're allowed I think to swear they're nice. on this podcast. We're allowed to, oh, I have not been swearing this whole time. Oh my God. We, um, we have the swear filter turned off. We're allowed to do it. We're not going to get flagged. Bombs away. I just think they, I mean, again, with jerseys, you got to wait until you see them on the ice, but I think they look pleasant which is not an adjective I want to use to describe jerseys. I don't know. I like them. I think they're different. I love a good different hockey jersey. That, that's my whole thing. They're not the same. They're not, hey, let's do the same hockey jersey again. 
Whoa. They did horizontal. They, they, they the did trend. Yes. Dang the lettering. That's the most hockey jersey thing. Yes, but it's not hockey jersey color, which that's what I like. I oh like a God. traditional striping pattern with a non-traditional hockey color. That's shake it that's up. My, just, that's my just slightly. Thing. These are things that I never would think about in hockey. That because you're boring. Just brings so much joy and a positive movement to my life to have all of these new thoughts about hockey that I just never would like. The striping pattern on a jersey is just not something that would I I would think about. Yeah. So like I mean, when I found out what team I was playing for this year, I was like, all right, I'm playing for a blue and white team. Are they going to be a Toronto striping team or a Tampa Bay striping team? Luckily, they're neither. There are different striping teams. The striping on the jerseys different from the striping on the other jersey, which is different from the striping on the socks. But only one of them is a derivative jersey, which is nice. And the socks are just funky, which is always nice. Like, that's the kind of thing Mind you think cool. about when you find out your team colors. Is it? That's the kind of thing we think about. See, that's nice. So we do have roles. Core knows artsy things. Tara knows pro player things. And I have a plan. It's great. We're, we're the dream team. Right. Speaking of overplanning, we're moving on now. Riveters. And on that note, thank you for listening to episode three of Check Tendies. For the rest of this conversation about the PHF offseason, join us shortly for episode four. You can find us on Twitter at Check and underscore Tendies. More women's hockey writing on Inside the Rink and Cluck Cluck.